Have you ever wondered what is watching you in the dark? Join us as we dive into the world of the oddly macabre. We hope you like small, dark spaces. Hey everybody, it's us again, Kara, Tila, and Bria, and welcome to our mini macabre. All right, we're going to talk about the Dilov Pass incident. Yeah, So this has been around forever and ever. Well, actually, since 1959. <laughs> so, but that's forever and ever for us. For us, it is about seventy years. That's a long fucking time. That is. This is a pretty popular incident that happened. Um, it's still researched, talked about, still pops up on social media even seventy years later because it's so mysterious. So, in nineteen fifty-nine, nine university students and their instructor they decided to go on an expedition through the Ural Mountains in the Soviet Union. Being the Soviet Union, we don't have like a ton, a ton of information, but we do have quite a bit. And they did release a lot, and they actually researched this a lot because they wanted to put to bed a lot of like rumors that we'll talk about. So they had planned a 200-mile trek through the Ural Mountains, and it was led by 23-year-old Igor Dylov, which is where the name came from because he was like the most experienced he was leading his students anyways they were in their like early 20s as they're going on this and they were all experienced hikers this wasn't like a rookie expedition these guys had been experienced they'd have had lots of like winter hikes under their belts and things like that so it wasn't just like a bunch of kids just being like oh this will be fun no like they were (laughs) they were pretty good at what they were doing so on january 23rd they embark on their journey And they're going to a very rural area, so they are getting a lot of assistance from, like, locals. They're, you know, taking buses. They're kind of, like, hitchhiking with, you know, uh, farmers and things like that. Well, one of the students, actually, uh, he gets really sick. And so he actually goes home, and I can't find his name right here. Nope. I can't find his name. (laughs) Anyways, one of the students. Some dude. He gets really sick. Some dude. One of the guys. Some guy. Mm-mm. He he wasn't uh, killed, so nobody actually remembers. That's not true. I'm sure I could find it, but I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so one of the students, like, he gets really sick on the trek to the mountain to go on a trek. So they sent him home. And out of everybody, he's the only one that survived. Really? I actually didn't know that there were any survivors. I'm not going to lie. I didn't either. I thought they all did. I wouldn't say he's a survivor because he never actually got into the situation where everybody died. But he did survive the trip. I'm He says that they were all in good spirits. They, One of them had a guitar. They would play music and sing and laugh and drink. And, you know, like it was a very high-spirited adventure up to what he knows when he left. So it didn't seem like that there was any, like drama or anything like that one of the high uh, one of the female hikers had dated previously one of the other male hikers but that had ended but they were on good terms so i mean just didn't seem like there was a lot of drama they seemed like it was a very like friendly group of people so they were supposed to be chill they were hippies kind of yeah they were hippies in the 50s 
or 59s. Hippies 50s. in the 50s. Hippies <laughs> in the 50s. In the Soviet Union, of all places. Hippies so in the 50s go. in the Soviet <laughs> Union. <laughs> None of that makes sense. <laughs> no. So, because of the times, like, they all kept journals and things like that, which were recovered. But their final destination to start, like, this trek through the, the mountains was on the side of a mountain named Kalat Sakal, maybe. But it literally translates to Dead Mountain. And there's a group of indigenous people, the Mansai, live in that region. I'm sorry, but who's like, I want to go hike Dead Mountain? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently these idiots. (laughs) Time goes on and no one hears from these people. So they're like, okay, we need to send some, you know, rescue people to like, where are these hikers? They've, They've been gone too long. They should have been back by now. So as they sent out a rescue operation to find these missing hikers, which happened on February 1st, they actually spotted the hikers' tents. And it was kind of peeking out of the snow. It looked like it had been buried. They excavated the site and the team was like, WTF. So the tent had been completely abandoned. And this is not like a tent that like me and you just take up like Logan Canyon and like pitch a tent. Like this is like a, a tent. Like it, it's like a six bedroom tent. Like they're huge. They're like, what the hell? They had found that the tent had been cut from the inside in apparently an escape attempt why you can't use the front door i don't know but apparently they had slashed from the inside the tent to leave the tent um they also discovered that all of their supplies had been left behind their boots their coats their food their maps their backpacks everything they had literally left everything when they fled they were just naked which is basically naked yeah pretty much They follow these uh, impressions leading away from the tent, but they're kind of like, what the heck? Because the, they don't have boots on. So they fled into the snow barefoot. They went in different directions and they're like, what the fuck's happening right here? After a couple of days, they did end up finding all of the hikers, all nine of them. Well, they found their bodies anyways, and they were literally everywhere. They were up and down the mountainside. Like none of them were Like, they didn't leave as a group and huddled together as a group. Like, they were everywhere. They found two that were completely undressed. They were just completely in their underwear. Three of them had injuries. They had broken ribs, fractured skulls, huge gaping head wounds. That's wild. Yeah, good lord. Uh, One of the students was missing both her eyeballs and her tongue. Whoa. And uh, a couple of the bodies actually gave off traces of radioactivity Two of the hikers had been found. It looked like they had dug um, an ice cave or a snow cave to try and stay warm. There was evidence of somebody trying to start a fire. One of the bodies was in the trees, not just like on the ground. No, like in the trees, like he was trying to escape something. Oh, my God. They were just like, what the fuck? Like there was just no logical reason for these bodies to be in the situations they were in. Yeah. They were just, a couple of them looked like they were mauled by wild animals. They found no trace evidence of any type of wild animal being around. Uh, I mean, who loses their eyes and their fucking tongue? Like, aliens? Like, okay, it's weird. Aliens. 
Yetis. Ooh, Yetis. Mm-hmm. But they didn't find any. They didn't find any Yetis. No Yetis. Nobody knows where the Yetis are. They're very stealthy creatures. <laughs> very stealthy. Carrie's just like, uh. <laughs> she's like, I'm not having uh-huh. this. I'm not entertaining hey, it. I've got nope. work blowing me up, little fuckers. Okay. <laughs> Out of all of the deaths, one, two, three, four, five, six of them died of hypothermia. Two of them died of head injuries, and one of them died of internal bleeding. Interesting. This is where we get into the fun part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that were missing tongues, eyeballs, pieces of facial t- tissue, skull bone, they were all found at the bottom of a stream. I'm not 100% sure that how they had a running stream in the middle of winter, but apparently there was. So their initial speculation, um, the initial cause of this bullshit, was the Mansai people. And they kind of, they were just indigenous to the area. They herded reindeer and stuff like that. They were kind of nomadic. I feel like that's a cop-out. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely... (laughs) So the government's like, well, you know, they were encroaching on their land, so they murdered them. And they were interrogated, and they were like, "Mm." they didn't find any evidence of anybody but the hikers being there. And there was, like, no signs of, like, combat struggle, like if you were being murdered. Yeah, you would probably fight back. (laughs) Yeah. So they cleared the Mansai people, and then as time goes on, and they're not getting any real answers, the person who cuts people open. Coroner? The post-mortem, yeah, the coroner. (laughs) The post-mortem guy. (laughs) The post-mortem guy. Um, So the coroner didn't really, like, he said that a couple of them look like they sustained injuries from, like, being hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Some of them just froze to death. Some of them were completely fine. It just looked like they fell asleep. So they didn't really have like many answers because they all died in such completely different ways. Yeah. And then, of course, people start talking. And they start talking about how there was some radiation found on some of the hikers' clothes. So they were like, okay, the government's been testing nuclear bombs in the area. Maybe that's what happened to them. Or maybe they saw some sort of test being you know, ran, and the government sent out people to kill them. They said, hey, maybe it's Yetis. (laughs) Yetis. It it went so far as they were abducted by aliens and just brought back and left there. Like, it got really super wild there for a hot minute. Uh, I just love how skeptical, like, literally every person on on the planet is about their government. They're like, yeah, they're doing crazy shit. I mean, not that all governments yeah, we don't are trust doing those guys. shit, but also <laughs> just how all governments yeah, are doing shady shit. But also just how hyper aware everybody is, and then everybody's just like, "Well, what do you do about it?" <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, so, so it is what it is. The government was like, "All right." In May, so this was in February. In May, they were like, "Yeah, we don't. There's no guilty party here. Like, shit happened. We don't know." Fucking close the case. And then in like 2009, 1999, some of these diaries that I was telling you about actually became public domain. Once again in Russia, which freaks me out, but apparently that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So there were so many rumors and so much craziness being talked about this. The government in February 2019 was like, okay, we're going to reopen this because this is getting a little wild. So the government considered an avalanche a slab avalanche or a hurricane. 
So there is one that they talked about. It's called uh, catabolic wind. Catabolic wind. And it's just Fancy. it's Fancy. just where um, winds can get extremely violent if they're kind of like trapped in a mountain area. Mm-hmm. And it actually happened in 1978 in Sweden where these winds were just so catastrophic they actually injured several people and killed one they're kind of like microbursts in arizona like you know where you just get that sudden like whoosh and like it destroys cars and houses and trees and things like that it's kind of like that so they thought maybe it was a catabolic wind catabolic wind that removed somebody's eyes and tongue yeah that seems wild it's a little aggressive but i mean if you've ever seen a microburst in Arizona where they completely like cave down your house and your neighbor's house is completely fine, like, yeah, they're pretty intense. Hmm. But that woman was kind of eh, left on the table. Not really. Um, they said infrasound so that sound waves could have potentially drove them crazy because of the way the mountains were situated, that they the sound would basically drive them crazy and they all just ran away that seems weird what kind of sounds is it making uh they're well like infra sounds i think would be what it was but um they're not like sounds you can hear like a dog whistle okay okay so you're not listening to winds blow outside you're you it's it's such a high-pitched noise that it's literally like a dog whistle making your like brain go crazy okay there's one called paradoxal undressing whereas when you're dying of hypothermia you actually feel like you're super hot and you end up disrobing because your I have heard of that. body is going into extreme shock. So you're hot, but you're actually freezing to death. See, that makes sense to me. But why missing eyeballs and tongue? And why was the tent all shredded to bits? And why? Like, there's way too many from the inside, too. That's the weird thing. Like, Yeah. So... Remember when I said that when they found the tent, the tent was actually buried under snow. Mm. So a snow slab is not necessarily a avalanche, but it is a giant shifting of a huge area that just moves a couple feet. It's not a full on avalanche. It's not the tumbling crazy stuff we see on TV. It's just the snow just shifts. Hmm. And it can do it on a relatively fat, flat ground. So what they have looked at and researched, this was a Swedish, a Swedish group that actually researched this just recently. It came out in about 2020. That everything that happened to them was pretty much textbook for this, this type of avalanche. It covered their tent. They had to dig out slash cut the tent. Their tent was crushed, so they couldn't really get any of their belongings out. But they knew because the snow had shifted, they had to get away from this area. Mm. So that part makes sense to me. Yes, it does. So they think that the two that were found kind of like in a snow cave where they had dug out to try and stay warm, they died of hypothermia. There was two that looked like they had been hit by cars. That could be that they actually got hit by the avalanche shift the ones without eyeballs tongues missing parts of their body they were found in a stream like i said i'm not sure how they have a stream flowing in but i mean in the winter but apparently it was that could be just natural because these bodies weren't found over a couple weeks maybe that could just be like nature taking its course with 
fast decomposition mm. of them being submerged in water. See, I thought these guys were all found together. I like, so too. At, like, as soon as they went up there. Oh, no, 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 no. They were found in separate groups all over the mountainside. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's like they had left. Yeah, they had left the tents together, but they were found completely separated. Oh, see, I did not know that. Yeah, interesting. So they used uh, simulations, like real life simulations based on all sorts of evidence and things way smarter than I am to actually lay this out. And the simulations ran time and time and time and time and time again actually show that this was probably the most accurate representation of what happened in that situation. Mm. So it wasn't the Yetis, wasn't the aliens, Aww. wasn't the government. It was apparently some shitty ass snow. Boo. I know. I, I was still so choose sad. to believe it was Yetis. <laughs> I think it was the Yetis as well. <laughs> so anyways, that is mm. our mini on how sad it is that it's not Yetis. It's not yetis. <laughs> that is sad. Uh, I mean, still a very interesting story, though. The I don't know. That's always kind of one that's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's just funny, like how people's imaginations ran with it. And finally, the Russian government was like, okay, you guys are fucking crazy. Now we actually have to open this investigation again. Like, yeah, Jesus, <laughs> calm the fuck down. <laughs> Everyone's driving me nuts with all your crazy theories. <laughs> go ahead and follow us at Oddly Macabre on either Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or the Tiki Talks. And Tiki we shall see you all soon. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.